All right, welcome to KC Corner, episode nine, week two of quarantine. Wow. Hopefully no one's going crazy yet. Yeah, I hope not. Um, but this week we got a couple new segments we're going to do in a little bit longer episode than usual. Um, but we'll still start off with what I meant to say and what you meant to say from this past Sunday. Indeed. Well, good morning, Brooks. Always good to see you on this beautiful yes, day sitting outside. Uh, the morning began, by the way, with... Uh, Caleb noticing that there was a snake in our pool. Not good, a very big good one. Good start to the day. Good start to the day, you know. And so the Bible has a, early on a snake in the garden, you know, and things went bad. So, uh, um, but it was a little black snake with a little ring around it, you know, mm. its head. And so. you, you have all sorts of wildlife in your backyard. We you got do. Birds and you got. Little mice running around occasionally oh during men's group. <laughs> I wish it was mice. You're very kind. Those are rats. So who knows? And uh, anyway, so welcome to our backyard and uh, our snake-filled, rat-filled. Uh, <laughs> but it is beautiful. It's awesome. So anyway, um, yeah. Let's let's start off with what I meant to say. And um, again, what an incredible God we serve. That in the midst of this COVID-19, uh, really uh, our our sights turn to the throne room of God. And I love the fact that as we've been making our way through the book of Revelation, we just got done with the seven churches and there's so much chaos. I mean, some of it's self-inflicted. Uh, some of them, they're just being persecuted by the government. I mean, some of it, there's some religious persecution. And every one of the church, no matter where they were on the scale of were they a good church, so to speak, or were they a struggling, dying church, um, had some chaos because in this world you're going to have it and so from the midst of that there's this turn to the throne room of God and it's just amazing and what we see on the throne room of God is one who our triune God is in complete control and uh, he 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 has he has us and he has this situation and Brooks the first thing is this we need to see this COVID-19 and we need to see all of life through that lens. Uh, John had access to heaven, and because of that access through the Holy Spirit, we have access in the work of Christ. And now we can kind of look back on our life and see, okay, this is, how does the cross, the, the empty tomb, and the throne room affect uh, our life looking back? How does it affect our life today? How does it look, affect our, our future tomorrow? And it's, it's just good to know, and we've got to be reminded of that. So, when we looked at that, Brooks, one of the things, we had three things, and one was just the sovereignty of God, and that's a fancy term I want to use because I spent a lot of time in seminary, so i got to use these <laughs> you gotta words. got to use some big words. you got to use big words, you know. Prove you're so. smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, try to fake it, you're smart, Brooks. Fake it till you make it. But uh, the sovereignty of God is, is a term um, that God is in complete control. Now, we know that God is completely good. And he's in complete control. So then you have these things like COVID-19. How are they true? And there is a tension to that that I can't always unpack, uh, or no one can really. But we, we walk by faith, and we know that God's word tells us that he is in control. And as his creator God, he's created all things. And so how small are our problems? And COVID-19 is pretty big. Uh, mm -hmm. But even in the light of history and the light and the, and the, and the power that he can speak, and all things can come into existence. We know that he could speak and there could be a cure. And uh, uh, he's the creator of all things. And I, I try to look at last week of, did he create COVID-19? And because if he's the creator of all things, but he's not the creator of evil. Um, he's, not the, he's not the author of evil. That, that's the result of a fall. That's a result of rebellion of God. And, um, and, and 
this COVID-19 is a byproduct of, of our rebellion, our fall, and, and that death and uh, disease and a curse would come. But such good news of the gospel that Jesus has overcome that. But then we see him, he's in control as creator. But Brooks, what I loved was verse 2. I'm sorry, verse 1, where it said that um, uh, he's going to show John uh, what must take place. And he doesn't say, I want to show you what could take place. That'd be pretty cool if you mm -hmm. had that ability, uh, but it's more than that. And he doesn't say, even say what will take place, and that's that's awesome. But he says what must take place. And so what's behind that? There's a plan. And here's what we all need to know. Beloved King's Chapel, God has a plan. History is his, and it's unfolding. Uh, it's not random. It's not meaningless. Uh, and somehow COVID-19 is a part of it that I don't fully understand, but it is. And so... Um, but with that, God does have a plan, and we can trust it, and he is the ruler that, you know, all things are going to work together for our good and his glory, that, that he is uh, uh, truly on the throne. And so, and lastly, that he's a redeemer, and I love the fact that when we get a glimpse of the throne room and the, all the glory that is being seen, and it's interesting in chapter four, it really doesn't describe God, it describes what's around God, it doesn't even name God, but we just know it's him, um, but there's this rainbow. And this rainbow has certain meaning in our world today, but for the biblical Christian, the original meaning is with a Noahic covenant. And, and it's what God gave after the flood to Noah as a promise he'd never do this again, as a promise. And that, that rainbow is a warrior bow that's pointed to heaven. And God is saying, I'm gonna destroy myself if I don't keep my promise. How cool is that, Brooks? Yeah, you know? that's awesome. I wrote down in my notes also that you said, represents that there'll be seasons and seasons in your life of suffering and good things happening and everything and then also it represents like mercy after the storm yeah there's this mercy after the storm that there's this warm glow of redemptive light in heaven that and even uh what happened after the flood there's new creation that he recreated the earth and it's it's very interesting the language um with noah and genesis 6 and 7 i think maybe 8 is just very similar to the language we have in Genesis 1 and 2, the Adam and Eve, like be fruitful and multiply. It's because why? It's a new creation. It's a start over. And where are we headed for, Brooks? We're headed for a new heaven and a new earth. And I really think it's going to look more like this than we know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but it's going to be a do-over. And it's going to be beautiful. And, and the difference is going to be is all chaos is going to be taken away. And we're going to be with him. There's going to be no need for a temple because we are with God. How cool is that? So... I know I'm jazzed this morning, and I know I'm just <laughs> dumping stuff out on y'all. But uh, been cooped I, up too long. <laughs> exactly. But what I meant to say is just that, hey, from the chaos to the control room, God is in complete control. There's a sovereignty of God as our creator, ruler, redeemer. Um, we see the glory of God on the throne, and, and that's just beautiful. We see it in creation, but it's going to be, it, you know, it's... Um, that song we sing at Christmas, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hailed incarnate deity. Um, I think that's hark the herald angels sing. And everything is veiled right now. We, Jesus was veiled on earth. We have the Mount uh, Transfiguration where that unveiling takes place. We see his glory. But we'll see his glory fully in heaven. I can't wait. And then there's the worship of God. And again, I hate to rush this last point, but, you know, that's what we were created for. That's what we're going to do for all eternity. Hey, King's Chapel, everything we do as a church will cease. Um, our mercy ministries, our evangelism, 
but what will never cease is our worship and uh, we see that all creation through the 24 elders through the four living creatures that all creation everything that has breath should worship the Lord so what I meant to say is in the midst of COVID-19 in the midst of chaos God's in control and let's he's got a plan and it's unfolding and it ends marvelously well such great news such great news and so now our new little segment of how you were able to say it because of our live stream for the first time this past Sunday. It was a little bit different in a little empty <laughs> congregation well, it, it there, was, it was, it was except different. for a few of us. Exactly. You had to bring the energy. Well, well, listen, the Holy Spirit, I trust, and God's Word helps bring that energy. But, you know, how I was able to say it or how we were able to say it, it's probably even better is first and foremost, it was all volunteers, Brooks. I mean, and that, that's just so humbling to me. Um, you know, there's one employee at King's Chapel, and he's the guy talking right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm grateful uh, for a job. I really am. And uh, But the fact that folks like Chris Chapman, um, who's got a great business that right now is a bit on hold. He's a, kind of a video production guy that does a lot of work for Disney because they're on hold. And, mm-hmm. But Chris has just jumped in. Chris and Christina and their two boys of King's Chapel have been such a blessing. And Chris... Uh, and JP, my son, JP Jakes, who they've really kind of, with, with you and Caleb, too, have taken over the sound booth. And, mm-hmm. and you're some of the better-looking people we have, so I want to get you out of that sound <laughs> I <know>. booth. <laughs> I know, we're hiding back there. <laughs> What's going on, you know? <laughs> Plus, you, you bring our age down nicely. But, um, but they were able to figure out the equipment. And also, uh, how we were able to say it, there has to be a shout-out to the Orlando Korean Church. Mm-hmm. Because they had a camera that we didn't have to buy. It was already mounted. They had a couple of laptops set up that was connected to the camera. So they had the hardware. Um, we had to find a software. We are the platform to be able to send it to. And we did a little research. We wound up with Sermon.net, and, uh, which we've been pleased with. Right after the service, I think they had so many live streams that we had a hard time Yeah, uploading. everyone was doing the same thing. Exactly. Everyone live streaming their sermon. I, I imagine the when they created that, they probably <laughs> thought they never would have a day like that. But... But a really uh, a thank you again to the Orlando Korean Church. They've been such good brothers and sisters of Christ to us, and they've so readily not only given us their sanctuary, which I love the fact that I could preach and Scott could play. It looked like the service, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they had great resources. I'm so grateful for the volunteers. And I'm telling you, um, we spent a lot of time last week, uh, Chris, JP, and I, um, doing some test runs, trying to figure it out. We were we were in the church a few times, getting ready. Um, so if you ever see them, just say thanks because they're volunteers. And then have Scott did a great job as always on Sunday and was able to show up and and uh, you know lead us uh, in worship. And I'm so grateful for him too. So how we were able to say it is first and foremost the grace of God um, and modern technology uh, and really the partnership with the Orlando Korean Church and some platforms, but volunteers, and I'm just so grateful. And I liked what you said, via the internet also. <laughs> the all-empowering via internet. The all-power, <laughs> the, the interwebs. Yep. And if you, do, if you do give a compliment to Scott or say thank you, he'll somehow rip a compliment right back at you. He's oh, really yeah, good he's at great. that. He's great, absolutely. Um, he's got this thing called humility. I've heard about it before. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly, day. exactly. Um, but something we've talked about over the last two days, because I've just been hanging out at your house also with some Which of other Caleb's love. friends. Which we uh, Tate and Seth, we talked about, you know, the power of social media, the good and 
evil parts of it and um, kind of leads into how we can redeem this time as people are probably not working as much and kind of cooped up in their houses and quarantine. Well, you know, this is a unique time for America. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that everybody who's listening, uh, this feels different than your normal schedule. Um, and I'm kind of, uh, it's the truth is, in the midst of it, there's been a great blessing to us because Allie has come home, our youngest. She's brought two great friends, and, and uh, Margo and Tyler, and um, and you guys always come over. So you know <laughs> we're always Brooks, here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so having uh, Brooks and Seth and and, and uh, Tate, uh, it's just been amazing. So um, our house has been filled with young people, and and I love the fact as you mentioned, we're just talking about social uh, media and how you guys grew up with it. And I was thinking specifically, how do we redeem this time? Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is the gyms are closed. You're not going to work, most likely. How do you redeem the time? And there's a couple of passages that I wanted to uh, uh, look at. One is uh, out of Ephesians 5. And Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16 says this. Look carefully, then, how you walk. And anytime the Bible talks about walk, and here comes the word peripateo, Oh, man, another big um, word. A big word. You know, it's the one Greek word I can remember off the top of my head here. So uh, uh, you, you, when it talks about walk, it's talking about your lifestyle. So it says, careful how it walk. Um, hey, Brooks, check out the bird on the bird yep. feeder. Isn't that pretty cool? There you go. Um, um, so careful how you walk is basically saying, hey, watch your lifestyle, uh, how you live. And uh, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the best use of your time because the days are evil. It's basically saying... How do we redeem our time? How do we make the best use of our time? And I know that when our schedules change, um, there is, and the days are evil. There's a lot of evil, not just through uh, social media stuff. I and mean, it's not all evil for sure. But uh, when things like boredom comes, uh, it seems like the enemy is going to use times like that to really tempt us into different directions of filling our time. and. You know, how do we use our time right now? How do we walk uh, in, in a manner that's not unwise? And I just, I want to challenge King's Chapel. Let's let's not form bad habits during this time. And let's maybe have a chance to break some bad habits. And uh, But more than any of those two, what a great opportunity to, to start instilling some new habits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe it's spending some extra time in God's Word. Um Maybe it's it's reading through the Psalms or reading through the Proverbs or reading through the New Testament or or creating a, a, an expanded prayer list or it's a it's a it's a time that you and a friend or you and a spouse uh, you know uh, want to go for a prayer walk and uh, um, but it's it's redeeming that time so how can we redeem our time and and with that there's one more passage I want to take you to it's it's Second Corinthians ten verse five. Uh, which says, uh, it's it's basically Paul talking again about the power of gospel that can destroy the arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. But here's what I want to get to. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. How do we take our thoughts and make them captive to the obedience of Christ? You know, I've learned so much from my wife, Katie, and and one of the things that she's really... uh, taught me uh, how to do is when we have some negative thoughts and we have some thoughts of the world uh, are we applying the gospel to those thoughts are we reminding ourselves of oftentimes the 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 self-talk that we have is so negative Mm -hmm. um 
but are we turning that around and are we applying the gospel and the truth of God's word? Are we taking every thought captive? So my, my challenge of how to redeem this time, why don't we use it to maybe try to break some bad habits? Why don't we use it to maybe create some new habits? And why don't we make sure we do it in a manner that we are walking in a way that's wise? Mm -hmm. I know one that Seth was mentioning yesterday that he started to do is when he wakes up in the morning for the first 45 minutes to an hour, he doesn't, he'll do like a quick check, make sure he didn't have any emergency calls or texts from his family, but he doesn't scroll through Twitter, scroll through Instagram, you know, go get, go down any rabbit holes because he's afraid that if he sees something bad or negative, it'll just start his day off on the wrong foot and kind of ruin his whole day. So I, he started that practice and it's helped him. Good job, Seth. You know, and I, and I love that. <clears throat> We're to seek first the kingdom of God. And I think that's an example of doing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just is like, let me set my mind in, in the direction of the throne room of God. We're going to have to do it throughout the day because we're bombarded by messages. Mm -hmm. And especially your generation. I mean, it's just, you guys are constantly um, on that, that Twitter thing. <laughs> Love Twitter. <laughs> or, or social media or TikTok or, or, or whatever is the latest rage. Guilty but, as charged. You know, so you guys are pretty good at it too, to be honest with you. Pretty entertaining. But, you know, I love that because it's a great reminder um, you know, I think Katie does the same thing when she wakes up is the first thing before she sees anything else. Uh, let's put some thoughts in our head that are positive, that are redemptive. And, mm -hmm. You know, I try to do that with devotional stuff. But, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and for me personally, I w am big with just if I'm doing nothing, cleaning the house, cooking, showering, I'll have, like, music on or listen to a sports podcast or something. And I've started to take... You know, do like 15 minutes at a time where I'm just in my own thoughts, like sit in silence. Uh, I don't have to be stimulated or busy or hearing things the whole time. So just have some time, let your brain rest, and you're not absorbing any information or anything. And yeah, good for you, relax. Brooks. That sounds fantastic. And as you saw, Brooks, we, we've had, uh, you've been over here the last couple nights. I think we had 12 people around our dining room table yeah. last night. Yeah, it was a packed and house. It was uh um, and the night before, we had a we had a cookout, and we had a, uh, we were doing we were practicing social distancing, as far as you all know. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were spaced twelve people around our dining room table. <laughs> but you know, just take that that time, um, and I, I tried to uh, do a devotional both nights, or just kind of do a talk. And you know, gosh, I'm a preacher. Anytime you see a crowd, you want to preach to them, and, uh, <laughs> especially when there was no one in the sanctuary on Sunday, right? Um, but some of the feedback um, was like, hey, you know, really appreciate the opportunity to just stop and and to talk about God, to talk about the gospel. So you don't have to be a preacher to do that. Um, I think, you know, wherever you guys are, um, especially young families, you know, make, make your dining room table your own pulpit and uh, make sure God is present. And, you know, what a great time. And families, if you're not... If you're not eating together, you're missing out one of the greatest things you can do. I know life is busy. Listen, all four of our kids played sports. All of our four of our kids were busy. But, you know, that that time together is just so important. Mm -hmm. Especially if you feed us great food, then we have to listen. <laughs> that's Old so buffalo true. That's, that's Katie, a buffalo chicken last night. That was strong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So our final final part uh what you hope to say this coming week uh as we do our second week of live stream second week of live stream and the last sermon that we're doing in the book of revelation oh man oh my goodness <laughs> you know we've called it the triumph of the lamb and it's probably got that that whole sermon series um has that title from what we're going to look at in 
Revelation chapter 5. And what I hope to say is that Jesus is worthy. He is worthy, worthy, worthy of all of our praise, our very life. But specifically what Revelation 5 is going to talk about, he is the one who's worthy of opening these seven seals. Um, you know, this, this scroll that was written on both sides, um, it was sealed up. And so there's a lot of people like, what does that mean? And I'll quickly say, and I'll unpack it on Sunday. But what he's opening up is he's opening up God's blessing for his own people. And he's opening up uh, the judgment will come to, against evil. And only God can, um, through the work of his son, can open up history, uh, the future, um, f open up God's plan. And he was able to do that. But we see the worship of God. We see how worthy. And I, I love it. There's some great language there. It says, you know, this, this one on the throne, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's a lion, but he's also a lamb who was slain. Um, man, the imagery of the mighty lion and the meek and lowly lamb. And the lamb who was slain so that we could live. He's still the lion who rules um, Aslan, so to speak, for those who love the Narnia <laughs> See us stuff. Lose. Exactly. Um, and he's worthy. So may we know on Sunday, may we know today and every day that worthy is the lamb. Look forward to live streaming that this Sunday. Yeah, we're going to try to make a couple of tweaks on lives uh, on our live stream. So we'll be looking for those King Chapel. Um, we've listened to some great feedback and going to try to tweak my mic a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, uh, maybe have a little bit more close up. There's a lot of people are asking for close ups, on Brooks. I don't know. <laughs> I, why, don't, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> asking. <laughs> Everybody's saying, can but you it, just it, get a little tighter of a picture of Jeff? So it is uh, fun watching Chris and JP click away back there and change all the all the views and everything. Yeah, so it was which, fun this which, past Which Sunday. is incredible. But they were still paying attention to my sermon the entire time. The right? whole time, taking notes, <laughs> clicking away, doing it all. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks hey, for joining us this week. Absolutely. Listen, blessings, y'all. Um, I always say, I don't think I said it last week, but remember there's always room in the corner uh, for you. And invite some friends and family if this will be helpful. Uh, it's tough not seeing your faces, but it's such an honor to be a pastor to King's Chapel. And, and Brooksy, thanks to you. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for no problem. It's a blast. setting up. It's awesome. You the man. See you guys next week.